Ahoy there, gentle listeners, and welcome. I'm your half-host, Dunkin' Jelly Donut, James McKay, and my bumpin' better half-brother <laughs> Bronson, Bradley Cornelis. And uh, over there in the corner, eating his soggy pizza, is Tanner Jaron Albertson, which makes this Hard Questions the Podcast. Man, every time those get more complicated. They're like, I know. We should start making them into like legit tongue twisters, <laughs> <laughs> like selling seashells by the seashore Sally. Yeah. Like, we should just do that. <laughs> see if we can trip you up a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like it. Yeah. But the thing is, this is what I figured. Mm-hmm. If the listeners are still listening after the intro, we've done our job. There you go. Right? We've hooked them because that's, that's where it all starts. All is the intro. <laughs> We spend so much time on our intro. Right. <laughs> we oh, think about so this. We're trying to hook all you listeners <laughs> just right out of the gate. <laughs> For the most part, I'm sure they're like, oh my God. <laughs> Skip forward 15 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> like we know who you are and we know who's in the room. So it's just, yeah, whatever. Let's get this done with. <laughs> well, uh, to start us off today, I have a shout out for Tanner here. Woo woo. Three years ago, he entered the MTC. So congratulations, Tanner. So is that like a. What kind of like anniversary is that? Like a MTC? Is um, I guess it's the start of your mission anniversary, but not really because it's like the start of your mission is when you like go to your mission, right? You I don't know. Uh, the start of something new. As soon as you leave your home, that's the start. Congratulations on leaving your home three years ago, Tanner. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At a kid. <laughs> All right, Duncan. Mm-hmm. Um, last episode, if you remember. That's right. I uh, <laughs> talked to you a little bit how I wanted to talk about batteries and soda pop. That's right. Um, it's not actually batteries. It's actually capacitors. But oh right. this is going to be our daily rando for today. Okay. okay. So I'm going to start explaining some things. And if at any time you don't understand anything I'm saying, just put your hand up, stop me, and we'll just talk through it. Okay. Because okay. this is really important, listeners. This right. information will change your life. Duncan just buckled his seatbelt. Here we That's go. Right. <laughs> We're talking about capacitors like electronic capacitors and what they have to do with soda fountains okay mm. kind of an interesting mm-hmm. little um description i explained this to you the other day right yeah. did you think it was like worthy of even talking about i think it is okay I think it's interesting. all right all right we'll talk about that okay so just to let people know what a capacitor is it's a two terminal electronic component that stores electrical energy that's pretty much it, right? It stores electrical energy. Mm-hmm. They're c- kind of like those little battery-looking things that they put in, like, computers, and they put them all over the place. Anyways, mm-hmm. it stores electricity, okay? Now, to, stu- to actually get electricity into one of these capacitors, it takes five time constants, okay? So what that means, like, let's say an example of a t- one of the time constants would be, like, one second. So it would take five seconds for that capacitor to charge, okay? Mm-hmm. Or we could change it to like 10 seconds, and then it would take 50 seconds for the capacitor to charge, okay? Mm-hmm. So it takes five time constants. Does that okay. make sense? Makes sense. Okay. Yeah. All right. So the, the rule of how these things are filled is pretty simple as well. Um, every time constant fills 50% of the capacitor. So the first one does 50%, mm-hmm. right? And, it's, and the capacitor is halfway full with electricity. And then the remaining, like, um, like part that doesn't have any electricity in it during the next time constant or the next second is filled 50 percent okay and then okay. after that 50 percent 50 percent 50 percent until you reach basically the top right so it's like you go halfway and then it's halfway of that half yeah so it's like halfway then three so quarters away 
and then you know um five sixteen no eights eights it's an eights five eights five eights okay yeah yeah six sixteenths you know like that it goes up 30 seconds yeah so on (laughs) so it does that five times Mm -hmm. all right and at the fifth time it's considered to be full or usable right okay Okay, so I'm almost done explaining capacitors, and then we'll get into soda. Okay, I got you. So a 12 volt capacitor, when you fill it up, would would look like this. For the first second, it'd be six volts. After that, it'd be nine volts. Then ten and a half volts. Then 11.25 volts, and then 11.625 volts. And at that point, it's considered usable as a 12 volt capacitor. Okay, okay. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can see okay. them kind of like it steps up and it kind of gets smaller and smaller every time, closer to okay. 12 volts. So now I have a question. Yeah. What in the world does this have to do with soda? I am glad you asked, Duncan. Take it away. This is the interesting part, okay? A soda machine, um, or a soda fountain, I guess. We've all seen them at every Wendy's that we've gone to. What they do is they mix syrup concentrate from a box, carbon dioxide from a tank, and purified water from a stream. Not monoxide. Dioxide, Dioxide, folks. the good stuff, okay? <laughs> they just take what's in your, like, car t- or <laughs> like your tailpipe, just bubble that right, into your, right into, into your cup. soda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it mixes those three things, okay? Now, if the machine is set correctly, this is very interesting, only if the machine is set correctly, it acts exactly like a capacitor, okay? Huh. So if you take your cup and you stick it under the, machi- un- under the thing of the machine and click the little switch and you fill your cup up to the top with bubbles, right? Because, you know, you have the foam on right. top of your thing. If the machine is set correctly, it'll fill to the top of bubbles and you let off of it, you know, like to kind of like let the bubbles go down, mm-hmm. it should be exactly at 50%. Then we do it the next time, it'll be exactly at 75%. Whoa. And then after that, exactly, I think it's 84.5%, and it goes all the way up, and it's exactly the same <laughs> as a capacitor. So, wow. your daily rando is, <laughs> I just blew Tanner's mind. So, <laughs> so, an electronic capacitor feels exactly the same as your soda fountain, basically, your soda drink. <laughs> I will never look at it the same way yeah, again. So. I'll be like, it's a, it's a capacitor. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have like a per, I guess if you had like a beaker or mm-hmm. like a perfectly cylindrical cup, you could go put it under your soda fountain, wait for the bubbles to get to the top, and stop immediately once it gets to the top, and it'll flow over. Let the bubbles go down. If it's at fifty percent, your machine is set correctly. Man. Maybe. So and and so if it's off, is it like less it syrup ratio to? Normally, it's the carbon dioxide is oh what okay. it needs because that's where you get the bubbling and the fizz. But it also might be it's putting too much water in there. It might be putting oh too much okay. syrup in. Mm-hmm. And normally, they're not that hard to adjust. Like there's not like it can't get like too far out of the way. Mm-hmm. You know, like too far bad or too far good. But that's how you know mm-hmm. it's, it's set correctly. <laughs> and I think one thing that we can all agree on. Whether you understood what we just said, <laughs> what Bronson just said or not, <laughs> is the best noise in the world is those soda machines like whistling the. Yes, I love that. Putting out the little noises of happiness, right? <laughs> <laughs> they put the new box in, you know, puncture that thing, and it just goes, you know, just refills <laughs> the <laughs> the machine. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I agree with you, Duncan. That is something that means a lot to me. Ah. <laughs> oh. Uh-huh. Hey, nice segue. <laughs> 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 All right, Duncan, take it away. Nobody uh, wants to listen to me talk about <laughs> capacitors anymore. <laughs> All right, folks. Da, 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 da. We have next up in line for you, we have uh, love languages. So what of the following means the most to you? Um, and rate them on order. Now, we've gone through, rated them already. Um, would you like me to start with mine? Um, can we say the five love languages oh, yeah, first? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, so the first one is touch from a significant other. Time spent with a significant other, gifts from a significant other, service from a significant other, 
words of confirmation or affirmation affirmation words of love i guess words of love um from a significant other so uh touch time gifts service and words and as far as we know everybody like their love language quote unquote falls within these categories pretty much i mean like there's probably some psychos out there who don't have any of these and all they like (laughs) is you know stabs in the neck or something i don't know but that's yeah and pretty much the purpose of this is to just you know make public our our dating profile so (laughs) if there's any ladies out there (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) i'm totally kidding but i mean uh, half kidding you know you're interested we're serious here we're serious i'm just kidding we don't we don't joke around duncan came up with this i'm just i'm just riding along he's just tagging along (laughs) along um take us away actually bronze okay i will yeah Yeah. so for me it goes in this order of what means the most to me to what means the least to me so number one would be time spent number two i think is gifts um Number three is service. Those are kind of similar, gifts and service. You know, mm-hmm. um, They're not the same, but they're the similar, I think. Um, then after that, it would be words of affirmation. Um, and then after that would be touch. Um, okay. That's my I follow. That's my rundown. That's my shakedown. I follow. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. You want to hear mine? Yeah, I do. Okay. So first is time as well. Um, and then second, I have service. A um, little different. Uh, third, I have gifts. Uh, and then fourth, I have touch. And then lastly, I have words. Um, I don't really know what to do with words, to be honestly. But er, to, to be honest, like I, <laughs> when someone gives me compliments, I'm not sure what to do with it. Like I, I'm terrible at taking compliments. Yeah. Like oh, you're so cool. You have such good hobbies. Like, so cool. I'm like, <laughs> thanks. What kind of people talk to you like that? You uh, sound cool. <laughs> I don't know. You know, fans. You know. Oh yeah. You listeners. Know. <laughs> 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 just insulted all the listeners. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. You guys are great. Yeah. I I love you. There's my words of affirmation to you. Uh, I hope that ranks high on your list. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, cool. So yeah, if if you're interested in learning more about um, love languages and stuff. There are plenty of online like tests and things like that. Um, the Myers Briggs personality test mm-hmm. um, is a good way to check that out, and I'm pretty sure you can find that uh, for free online. Yeah. So if you're interested in that sort of stuff, check it out. Um, and again, it's the Myers Briggs test. Um, I'm an ENFP, I think. I'm an IN something. I don't know. INFJ. I think that's I what bet it is. You are. Yeah. Yeah. But so this is really, it's important, I think, mm-hmm. because. When you kind of, like, look at the ones that are most important to you, you kind of, like, figure out, like, the relationships in your life, like, with friends, with family, whatever, Mm -hmm. and why you're close to some people and why you aren't close with some people because sometimes you just don't connect, (laughs) like, you're not compatible. Yeah. You know, like, somebody needs, like, a lot of words of affirmation, but you don't, and so if you're like in a relationship with this person, I'm talking about you, Duncan, for example, sure. then you don't think she's going to want words of affirmation, but that's mm-hmm. all she wants. And it's going to cause a huge problem in the relationship, right? You yeah. know, because she might be the, like the other end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. So you might be doing service for her and all this stuff, <laughs> like doing everything for her every day, but it means nothing to her when sure. what she needs is words. So, mm. but this doesn't just apply to like dating. It applies to like your bosses and your coworkers, like oh look yeah. for what they what they like want and what they respond to mm-hmm. and then kind of accentuate on it and you'll be like better friends sure. with people, I guess. Mm-hmm. And when we say love languages, it's, n- it's not really specifically romantic love. Although it, like you said, it does come into play, you know, yeah. hardcore there, but like, yeah, it helps you in all, in all 
aspects of life yeah. with all sorts of people. Um, anyway. Uh, Let's make fun of Tanner for a second. Okay. <laughs> we're gonna, I wanna <laughs> he unwittingly put his in here, too. So we're going to talk about his for a second. Tanner's is Versus. service, time, words, touch, and then gifts. So, for example, if you were to get Tanner a gift, he'd be like, cool, but it doesn't really like have as much effect on him as if you were to do service for him. Sure. Like yeah. spend time, blood, sweat, and tears doing something for him. I don't know what it might be, but yeah. 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 And I mean, I don't want to I don't want to misquote you, but you said Tanner like uh, you don't need gifts in order to feel loved. Like you you'd be you know, you appreciate gifts. Or like uh, to, to feel appreciation from a person. He doesn't R- right, need right. gifts, right? right? Yeah. So, in order to feel appreciated, someone has to do something for you. Like bring you brownies. S- yeah, look brownies. at that. Isn't that interesting? He brought us brownies today, showing his love language service. And we are here sharing our time. Oh, wow. Yeah. We're just giving this all kinds of gifts right now. Oh, my gosh. The <laughs> love in this room is unreal. I'm, I'm tearing up. Yeah, I know you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can we move on? Yeah, let's move on, please. <laughs> um, okay. Let's so see. we have um, some would-you-rather questions. Yeah. Some of them were pretty good. We were talking about them. Mm-hmm. Um, other ones we haven't talked about at all. So should we just jump right into these, Duncan? Yeah, let's go for it. Oh, take a deep breath. Ponder you ready? Here we go. Should I take the first one? Yeah. Would you rather be the first person to explore a planet or be the inventor of a drug that cures a deadly disease? Mm. This is really interesting. So, I mean, there's, there's plenty of planets out there, right? Mm-hmm. To explore? Yeah. Do you think we're going to, like, at one point be exploring tons of planets? Or is it are we going to pretty much be locked here on Earth? If we do, it won't be for a very, very long time. Because I, w- I was actually listening to a podcast by Josh Clark, one of the Stuff You Should Know guys who's champion. Uh, he's got his own podcast called um, The End of the World with Josh Clark, I okay. believe is what it's called. And he was talking about space travel. And there are so space dust is moving at such a high rate that even the smallest particle, is like I- if it makes impact with a solid object, it would explode with the force of like four tons of TNT. So, and there's a lot of space dust out there. So the hardest thing from, uh, with, you know, going from planet to planet, planet, or even further galaxy to galaxy is overcoming that space dust. Like it's everywhere. Well, and also distance, right? And, and <laughs> distance, of course. <laughs> but I mean, like, honestly, it can be as far as, y- you know, it can be way, way out there and we'll reach it eventually. Yeah. So long as there's no obstacles in between. Yeah. But the fact that there's just like this constant mist of like, cosmic dust it's just like it's really tough so far-fetched yeah. right now and it makes sense because like um spaceships are like notoriously fragile yeah like they're <laughs> literally just a tube and of like really expensive materials like solar tinfoil stuff you yeah. know <laughs> and it's because it's hard to get something up out of the atmosphere into space it's n- yeah it takes a lot of energy right so you can't just send a submarine up there yeah you know super thick that can take yeah. the space dust so so back to the question, I think it's going to be a while until we're exploring new planets. But at the same time, I think it might also be a while until we're curing things like cancer, like on the spot, be mm-hmm. able to do it every time, you know, yeah. because it's so, like, diverse. Or maybe, like, another another drug that, like, just hits so fast and so hard, not drug, another disease that hits so fast and so hard that we can't, like, eradicate it very easily. Right, yeah. Um, so, I, like, if I had to p- pick between the two, 
Um, I think it would be more fun to to explore a planet, be the first one, but I think it'd be more realistic to do the drug one. Yeah. I don't know. That's mm-hmm. pretty wishy-washy. I just stepped in both ponds, <laughs> you know. But, y- I mean, you, you picked one first, right? You, you picked planets, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think I would pick planets too. I just I I'm gonna be so long dead by the time we're ready to go explore other planets. <laughs> Maybe not Mars, I guess. I think with with enough money we could get to Mars pretty mm-hmm. simply. Enough money though, that's the thing. You know, you gotta yeah. like dump a bunch of money out of there. Tell you what, after all's said and done and we've raked in trillions of dollars, we'll cryo freeze all three of us and uh, we'll come back and we'll explore planets. Do you think that works? Probably not. Well, no. I think you need to reach absolute zero. I think is what, what they say. I don't. I don't think. I don't think so. Okay. There's another question. Do you think we can reach absolute zero, Duncan? In we can cover time? that next week. Okay. How about? <laughs> uh, let's move on, shall we? Okay. Um. So, would you rather have someone clean for you or cook for you? Always, mm. all the time. Hmm. Cooking would be really nice. You start first. You talk about this one first, Duncan. Um, I think I'm going to choose cooking. Although I love, like, cooking. Like, I, I enjoy cooking stuff. I'm not always in the mood to make my own food. Right. Like, I I skip breakfast a lot. Forgive me. I know. That's like an abomination. Yeah, it's not <laughs> an abomination in my house. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Some people are like... <gasps> well, what's I'm that diet that people go on? They don't eat until... Noon, they only eat between noon and eight o'clock. Keto diet. Keto diet. Yeah. Oh yeah, that, that's right. And that's right. from what I've heard, it's super successful. It's pretty awesome, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. Probably should do it because I pretty much do that anyways. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe maybe you already are. There you go. <laughs> um, but uh, you were saying something about cleaning. I want you to say that before I before I say anything. Yeah. So I was thinking about this like. It would be nice to have someone clean up after you. It'd kind of make you lazy, probably. Right. Um, but <laughs> at the same time, it's like, I was thinking about like, wait, no, I can't pick cleaning because sometimes I use that to like de-stress or mm-hmm. like, I think of, I think of it more as like the cleaning that you do in like a room or like in your house or wherever it may be is like connected to like your emotions more than what you think. It's not just mm-hmm. cleaning. It's also like reorganizing your life and putting your life in order. So it's like one less thing to think about maybe. Yeah. I don't know. There's, there's a lot of like, um, psychological effects behind it cleaning something and making it like up to your standards again sure, because yeah. then you c- you have like a relaxation and you have like energy spent which is always good exercise mm-hmm. basically and then you also know like where things are i mean there's a lot that goes with it so i don't think i could pick cleaning because it's like walking into a hotel room you don't like feel a sense of like pride and joy from a clean yeah. hotel room it's you just thrash that room all you want yeah it's who cares because be someone's gonna clean it for you so i don't want that to happen to me mm-hmm. and for that reason alone i'm out on the cleaning. Okay. That's why I picked the cooking. Good. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing, but I thought you said it a lot better than <laughs> I ever would. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think we really are, like, emotionally connected to the things around us more than mm-hmm. we think. Like, um, like people's cars. I always come back to cars every time, Duncan. Hey. People's cars are a great representation of how their life are going. Like, if they're if their car inside is trash, they're busy probably and don't have time to think about anything or do anything. They just throw everything in there when they need yeah. it. They fish it out, you know? Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of, like, I'm generalizing. There's a lot of different ends of the spectrum, but sure, I think yeah. I think that applies 
to every person in some way. Like maybe mm-hmm. it's your car, maybe it's your room, maybe it's your house, maybe it's your relationships with other people are yeah. trash and you should <laughs> clean them up. Is that deep, Duncan? That is. In fact, I, ca- <laughs> I can't help but think about the difference between my car and your car, right? Your Audi is just, oh, it's just clean, pristine. It's still got the floor covers on it from when <laughs> you bought it, for heaven's sakes. And, like, my car has, like, manure, like, on the on the floor mats and everything. Falcon like poo and stuff. Falcon <laughs> poo in the back seat. Like, all that. Flung. Like, <laughs> flung. <laughs> yeah. Picked up and thrown it, like, the window. Yeah. Uh, it's just, my, my, my car is kind of junky, you know, like, kind of. It's an it's an off-roady kind of car, you know, an old clunkety. So maybe you haven't connected with that as your like, ma- I don't want to say sanctuary, but like the safe place for your mind. Sure. So if that's dirty, it's not going to make your mind like scrambled. Mm-hmm. For me, right. it, that's h- kind of how it works for me. My cars kind of have to be clean so my mind isn't like in a mess, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Because I, ma- so what do you connect to that it has to be organized or clean? Not. Not much. <laughs> much, to be <laughs> maybe honest. Maybe it's your relationships with other people. Like I said, maybe, ma- maybe it's yeah. something else. Like you have to keep like um, your interactions with other people clean and tidy. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it like messes with your, your safe room. Sure. With all yeah. your safe orbs in there. I can see that. I don't know. I'm bad at like folding my clothes. Like <laughs> I, just, I just did a, a, a load of dark, like darks and stuff. And so I <laughs> we were sitting front of the tv today you know and i was supposed to be folding clothes yeah i was just throwing them in half and throwing them on the ground <laughs> in a pile like totally unfolded them like th- even though they were barely folded and then just crammed them into <laughs> my dresser <laughs> I, i'm the same way i cram into my dresser but my room is normally pretty clean so yeah. it's like i don't know there's something um, i always have like clothes on the floor my bed's never made i'm just <laughs> oh i'm like there's always like multiple animals living in your room <laughs> with you. <That's> <laughs> a deer coming through the window. <laughs> oh, hey, buddy. <laughs> All right, Duncan, I yeah. think we've digressed enough. Can we take a commercial break? Yes, let's. Okay, let's do that. This episode of Hard Questions is brought to you by Jangler Jams, whose mission is to help create the most exclusive PB&Js on this continent. With so many different nut butters on the market, it only makes sense to have equally unique jams to pair. Jackfruit, cherimoya, horn melon, you name it. Don't scram, Jangler Jam. Hard question podcast, yeah. Oh, yeah. Welcome back, everyone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Try and guess whose voice that is, listeners. I dare you. <laughs> I think they'd get it wrong, actually. Really? I, I think, think so. so. They could probably guess one of the persons that's doing it, but no. I don't think they could get the other persons that's doing it. No, probably not. I just referred to both of those persons as plural people. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a spoiler for you. It's Chelsea, our our great, humble listener, our yeah, very she devoted she listener. She is many persons She's for us. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Um, so to kind of bring things back somewhat, we're not going to come – Back into Would You Rathers yet. We're, we have a couple more that we're going to save till the end. Um, I have a question for you. Are you ready for this? For me? For you. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> um, and for the listeners, I guess. Oh, too. okay. That's fair. Um, so, cell phones. Yeah. Right? How do we get the younger generations, us included, off of our phones? Like, 
like the addiction problem is that yeah. what you're talking about like cell phone addiction and like addiction to electronics Oof. in general like how do we get them how do we get the younger folks off of their phones hmm. and uh what what are the roots of of the you know uh, of of them resorting or you, you know yeah. turning to their phones Th- that's what i was going to say it's got to start somewhere like any addiction comes from a lack of something else somewhere mm-hmm. else you know so you're trying to make up for like you know whatever lost feeling you have or whatever lost relationship you have maybe mm-hmm. um so so what did we do before phones what were we so addicted to before phones well i feel like before phones it was kind of just news you know like learning about what was going on in the country was was what was important or like that's soap operas that's in the what 80s, you were addicted right? to Duncan? Not oh not me. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, if you go back really far, I'd say like um, arcade games maybe. Sure. Yeah. Sure, that was a thing that kids would like to go to the arcades, mm-hmm. but those people from that era, they're not addicted to their phones right now. I don't think. Maybe I think not it's all a of little them. bit later, mm-hmm. like '90s kids sure. and up. Well, my parents are, uh, and not to throw them under the bus, but I mean, my mom was complaining to me the other day. She's like, um. I'm trying to figure out a way to get kids off their phones, but like, I can't expect that of other people because I'm on my phone all the time. No, I'm always texting my boss or like, um, looking something up. Like it, you're doing work. It's not that you're wasting all of your time on your phone. So that's okay. Right. Yeah. Unless you're losing time in other things Mm -hmm. that are important to you, like family time or whatever Mm -hmm. it may be. Right. Yeah. Um, and actually, so this question came to mind because I just finished a book in my German class called uh, Rum, R-U-H-M, <laughs> Rum. Um, uh, it translates it sounded like a car revving rum, up for me. Rum, <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, so Rum translates to fame. And uh, okay. basically the, the paper that I wrote on this book was based on um, social media and, and what electronics are doing to us as a society. Yeah. Um, so... Pretty much what what I covered was our reality is becoming completely online. Who we are as a person, our identity, is based on like our accounts and stuff. Facebook, Twitter, our Instagram. Um, the image that we post on social media is what other people see us as. Mm-hmm. So people we've lost contact with, um, but we're friends with on social media, they see that side of us, but they don't see the reality of, yeah. of who we are, right? Um and in some ways that's good, but in, I feel like in a lot of ways it can be kind of destructive, you know, and misleading. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. You follow You follow what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I've been pretty, like, radio silence this the past, like, three weeks because <laughs> I've been so busy with school. Yeah. And I feel like, I feel, I think you're right in some ways. I wasn't, like, extremely deeply connected to my phone, like, especially social media. So it wasn't really that hard for me to kind of, like, take a break for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I could feel like there's a part of me there that I'm not tapping into. Like mm-hmm. you said, like a personality connection that's like <laughs> that person that maybe I pretend to be on my social media platforms is like he's like in a coma right now. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm just like living my normal life. And I feel like for many um, teens and youth, especially nowadays, they're so connected to that social media face or whatever it is that they when they have to step back from it they don't know what they are mm. and they're confused they yeah. don't know what to resort to they don't know like i don't want to say they don't know what normal is but it kind of that's what it is I'll no yeah you know i definitely like i i mean the reality on a phone 
seems in in some in a lot of ways, you know, so much more attractive than the actual world we live in. Oh yeah, we hear about totally. all the time, like, you know, our oceans are being trashed. Trashed. We have like so many greenhouse emissions that you know we have global warming that's going on and mm-hmm. um, like the oil crisis, all that stuff. It that's reality, right? And no one wants to no one wants to just linger on that all the time. So you go get on YouTube. <laughs> Rabbit hole yourself into clickbait <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Watch memes, hours and, and it's hours entertaining. Of yeah, that's that's the problem. Is it's mm-hmm. very very entertaining. Oh yeah, and so it's easily just you just go do it. I'm not gonna say I don't do it. I I do too sure. as well, and I and you do too. I know you do. Oh yeah, I, I've seen you do it. Yeah. I know. I it, I just was. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> he still is right I now. I still am. I'm I'm on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but and <laughs> you know uh. In in some aspects, like th- older people, older generations, they'll talk about like how the world used to be and how nice it used to be, and now, like the the way they describe today, like you guys are are the generation that are gonna fix everything. You're this <laughs> everything's in your power. Like I I don't mean to like you know kind of call them out, but well here we go. <laughs> so yeah. like y- you're still a part of this world. And you should still, like, do the very, very best that you can to make an effort to, you know, fix the world that you live in. Because you're, yeah. you're a citizen here as well. And leaving it, leaving other people to clean up the mess that you kind of threw them into is kind of, I don't know. Yeah, and the sad thing is most of the time they have a lot more power or maybe reach or maybe ability to do this mm-hmm. than maybe a younger generation would. Yeah. So that's kind of the sad thing. But... Mm-hmm. Um, like we always say, we're generalizing. It's not the same with everybody. But, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. That, that it's like, it's almost like you got a lot of mess to clean up, kids. Mm-hmm. And we're looking at that saying, oh, man, look at all that pressure. Let me escape from it and go get on YouTube or, yeah. you know, get on Twitter for, you know, hours on end and just read stuff. Because it, it still gives you that. It's like been scientifically proven. It still gives you that same, like, stimulation as if you were doing something else. You know, stim- same, uh, is it adrenaline? Adrenaline levels? No, that's not right. Um, what well, I, I don't know what the word is. Endorphins. I'm uh, endorphins. Yeah, Maybe? there you go. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like a, a game on your phone still is as you know as good for you, um, according to your brain, as it is going outside and playing something because mm. you're still getting your those endorphins out. You know, you're still getting that exercise. Sure. Yeah. Um, in your brain. Now mm-hmm. your body might be different, but like it's you, mm-hmm. it's good. You know, it feels mm-hmm. good. It's great. And a game is always like accessible. You can you can sit there and play a game in class. Whereas like in the past, in order to play a game in class, you had to like go outside, leave the class, and go play soccer or something in the yeah. field, uh-huh. right? Um, and now you can get that sort of stimulation. So it's like cheapening um, the value of of stimulation because we're getting such high doses. It's like. <laughs> Like our like we were talking about sugar th- like a while ago. Yeah. How our sugar tolerance is just crazy high. Yeah. I think it's the same thing with like stimulants. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> I wonder if the next gen- generation to come are just like just gonna be the most junky like crazy <laughs> kids ever like totally addicted. Because if w- if we're addicted now, then what are our kids gonna be like? You yeah. know. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, there's another reality thing, you know, to is deal it, with. Is so. it just going to keep getting worse, Duncan? Or is it like, it's, it's, we can't, this, what am I trying to say? In the history of the world, there hasn't been technology like this. Mm-hmm. So we can't base this off of anything. Right, yeah. So we can't say like, you know, back in 1322, 
when the <laughs> same thing happened, yeah. things got better. You yeah. know, we can't say that because technology is new for us. It's actually really new when you think about mm-hmm. it. Computers have only been out for 30, 40 years yeah. in, in full scale and full swing. Mm-hmm. Cell phones only 10, 20 years in yeah. full swing. So it's like this completely new concept and idea. Mm-hmm. Is it? C- are we going to turn into like the people on Wally? on that sh- ship where they're just like sitting on their things, their little chairs <laughs> floating around and like no interaction only through the screen. Like they don't even know what's going on outside of that. Is it going to be like that? Oh, that's definitely a good question. I d- I'm not sure if I have the answer right off the top of my head, but I, I can say it. So, and, and this is what I think. So this is my opinion. Okay. Doctrine according to Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so we were raised by kids who or so we were raised by people who grew up like in the 80s like maybe late 70s 80s era Kay. right and we are who we are because uh, of who they were right right and they were who they were because of their parents who grew up in like the boomers yeah, yeah the baby boomers mm-hmm. and then their parents were like the world war one you know all that that like um great depression stuff great depression and and before that even like you know the blossoming of america and then yeah. industrialization um so it's interesting, but I mean, I don't know. I can't help but wonder what our effect on our kids is going to be. Like you said, yeah. I just, you know, there's, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. Wally may be right, but then again, maybe it won't. Maybe we'll like plateau somewhere. Maybe. Yeah. Um, what I'm hoping. Yeah. What I'm hoping is that, you know, people realize like the stimulants that you get from electronics like they'll be like totally immersed in it and then at one point they'll go do something outside of that and be like that's actually pretty good and mm-hmm. it'll balance itself out sure. is my hope so finding real hobbies like outside of yeah your phone. and i don't think it's ever going to go away the uh, the electronics you know like mm-hmm. um, integration that we have in our society but it's going to reach a point where it's there we're going to be able to separate them a little bit more just like in your everyday life okay you know yeah, you find moments to to breathe in the beauty of the earth mm-hmm. and then do your work on your phone or whatever it is, you know, um, that's, th- I think, yeah, cause, I, I cause realistically like the general generational, um, like path that the world has been following has been completely interrupted by technology. Like you said, it's been like one generation after another, after another, after another, just passing things on. But now any kid can go and look up anything they want on how to be any kind of person. Mm-hmm. And so they don't have to follow in their father's or mother's footsteps. It's a total shift. Mm. And they can they can literally learn anything they need to about life from not their parents. Yeah. Which mi- which makes it like <laughs> you don't even have to you know have parents anymore basically, <laughs> which is weird. So it just disconnects it is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So that's why yeah. it's so strange this this technology like wave that we're going through. Mm-hmm. So and kind of piggyback piggybacking further off of that. So I I get the feeling that the value of knowledge will will be like reduced. It's like you can learn anything you want, but when it yeah. comes to like wisdom, learning things like by doing it like hands-on experience like I, I feel like that'll go way down like uh maybe there will be less people people in the world who are expertise in in something like auto mechanics yeah maybe, uh-huh. you know i agree like you think about diyers mm-hmm. doing stuff that like you know 300 years ago only a certain person would be doing that thing yeah. and they they make their livelihood out of that well now 100 million people can look up how to do that one thing online and do it to all their houses and now there's not a need for that profession. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I get what you're saying. It's tricky. So it's that's something yeah. interesting to think about. Yeah. 
and uh, if you're a listener and you're you know just had a mini panic attack or breakdown as a result of that scary horrible question um maybe something that you could do or help in, you know i i could definitely do this myself as well bronson you're a good example of this but learning moderation um learning when to step away from your cell phone and uh like learn a skill um like or find find a hobby that you enjoy outside of electronics yeah sure. you have a lot of great ones <laughs> i have your one or two yours are awesome Duncan. okay <laughs> but they they're you know they're not full-time things like i i couldn't do them like let every me, hour let me stop week. you right there mm-hmm. let's pull up our next would you rather question okay okay great would you rather be a jack of many trades or a master of one Ooh. going right back into your hobby stuff Duncan. that was a perfect unintentional segue <laughs> got you man i got you right <laughs> there <laughs> Um, we were talking about this a little bit, right? Yeah. Well, I'll admit to that, that we were talking about this before. Mm-hmm. Not everything we do is organic, but most 99% of it is. <laughs> okay. Right. But like, um, if you were the master of one thing, th- would that make you an unmaster of everything else? Like you wouldn't be very good at everything else or like what level of everything else that you do would, would you be at? Would you be like amateur or like experienced, but not really that great? You know? Um, I think you'd have to be below <laughs> jack be below the the jack, the jack of all trades below jack right. <laughs> so like and and jack of all trades i guess that implies that you're moderately good at a lot of things like you're uh novice is that what you said tanner um I, no i think he said um beginner amateur. amateur yeah amateur that's right that's the word um so yeah can Go i do something real quick of course. i think <laughs> your experience in a trade or in a craft can also relate to capacitors and soda fountains. Oh, wow. Let's say nice. in your first year of playing guitar, you're going to learn 50% of the guitar that you need to know uh, for like to become a master. But then in your next year, you're not going to learn you know, the, re- the next 50%. You're only going to learn another 25%. Yeah. And the year after that, you're only going to learn like, you know, 17% and it goes down like 8% a little bit. So it takes like 10 years to become a master, but it's not like spaced out evenly. It's like a capacitor <laughs> or a soda fountain. It's the yeah. same thing. You have. So maybe when you're saying a j- you're a jack of all trades, maybe it's like saying you have a year at this thing and a year at this thing and a year at this thing and a year at this thing. But that's only 50% of what you need to be a master. Okay. Yeah, I follow. Yeah. I follow. Okay. I think that's good. Do I get applause from the audience? You get applause. Silent clap from the audience. From the audience. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> Lovely, beautiful thought. Thank um, you. So uh, now it comes down to what would you pick? Are you a jack of all trades or are you a master? I jack of all trades. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't really need to be a master at anything. I don't think I'll just be poor the rest of my life. You know, it's <laughs> fine. But at least I'll be able to, like, you know, do the plumbing in my house and work on my car and also be kind of a good painter and maybe be able to write essays. and You know, <laughs> just kind of like a little bit here and there to dabble, you know. Well, I feel like either way you have you have some good room to make some decent money. Because you're, if you're jack of all trades, you're not, you know, if you're jack level, like I said, right? <laughs> you're not, uh, you're not awful in that profession or in, in that field. Yeah. You're... You're good enough to like like y- you were like me when I worked construction, you know, like <laughs> I I could scrape by, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I could maybe frame a wall and stuff like that. That's cuz your capacitor wasn't full, Duncan. That's right. It's cuz your soda wasn't fizzing all the way down. That's inter- it's like learning a language. You know, in the first year, you learn like s- tons and then you just kind of like plateau by little, you and then learn. it's like yeah. 
but like that first year i remember when i first learned german like i just like i soaked it all in and then after that like i was like creeping along it's just little stuff right yeah you still Mm -hmm. grow but like the things get harder and they get much more intense Mm -hmm. in in like how much you have to learn that's right yeah so that's why there are a lot of people i feel like are jacks of all trades or many trades we'll Mm -hmm. say and there's few masters because it takes so long Mm -hmm. to like get and fill up that soda that soda cup (laughs) yeah Gosh, what a great yeah. analogy. I did not plan that. That was nicely r- done. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's true though, right? Yeah, Thanks, totally. <laughs> I buy it all around. <laughs> um good. I t- I choose I choose jack of all trades as well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's a question real quick for you. Yeah. When it comes to masters of one, um if everybody's a jack of all trades, do you need a master? Will people learn different parts of a profession or a skill or whatever enough to have like four or five people who are jacks of all trades do the job of one master? Well, I think you need diversity because I feel like your creativity like plateaus. Like if it take, uh, I don't know, uh, metalworking, okay. uh, like um, ironworking. If, if no one had like decided to fold steel over and over and over again, no one would have discovered what this Damascus steel was, right? Okay. Yeah. And if it weren't for masters, like no one would know like what it was, ca- or what they were capable of, capable of creating. Yeah. And so, <laughs> I feel like mediocrity would just be it's so mediocre. It'd be like Squidward when he goes to that town full of hens. <laughs> I'm <laughs> normal. That's right. <laughs> Playing the flute every, going to flute practice, riding his bike, going home, <laughs> canned bread, canned all bread, that, yeah. all that good stuff. Um, That's a good point. So, like, if if everyone painted like me, then the world would suck. But you need to have da Vinci's to, like, aspire to something, right? Yeah. A master is, like, someone, like, uh, Master Ugwe, you know? <laughs> he is, like, the Kung Fu master from Kung Fu Panda. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. Poe would have just been, like, I want to just be a better version of Poe and then just kind of plateaued. and. Okay. He wouldn't have done the skadoosh finger right. thing. That's right. Drop. Right. Okay. Wow. So uh, right. the world needs masters. It does. It does indeed. Okay. <laughs> Should we move on? Oh. Let's um, let's do the last question. Okay. Sounds good. You can give it to us. All right. So would you rather have unlimited respect or unlimited power? Huh? That's tricky. Hmm. Well, power mm-hmm. corrupts. Yeah. People, unless you are a capacitor. Then it fills you. Sure. Unless you're a bad capacitor, then it then you just blow up and it corrupts you. That's <laughs> that ruins the whole computer. <laughs> and you're dumb. Um, respect. It depends on what form of respect we're talking about. Are we talking about like just like respect an elderly person because they've lived a long time? We shouldn't give them crap. We're talking about like respect. Like I know what you've done. I know your merits. I know you're, that you're a good person. So I'm going to show mm. that back to you. That's a good question. Oh, well, so you were talking about how respect is something that's earned. Like you, you, someone earns your respect by you. Um, Showing your actions. Right. right? Yeah. yeah. Um, proving that you're worth praise. Right. Th- right. That you're, you know, you prove your worth pretty much. Um, and I don't know. It, you can have power and be respected. But then again, like you said, you can, I don't know, as, as soon as you get become corrupted in how you use that power your respect drops no one respects adolf hitler nowadays 
Oh, and but he had quite a bit of power. Yeah, he did. Like he had power to make people kill other people. That's a <laughs> lot of power. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sorry, I'm not chuckling because that's not it's not funny, but laughing because of the relevancy. Yes. Yeah, thank you, Duncan, <laughs> for clarifying. <laughs> I just hope the listeners are like, that guy's messed up. <laughs> <laughs> laughing about Hitler. Um, but yeah. Uh, what am I trying to say? I so don't know. I ruined your train of thought. I'm <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> You're good. Um, so I was thinking with respect, like the president, like if if you just automatically have respect from other people, like does that mean that you get anything from that necessarily? Like, so if the president is like, "I respect you. You're a good person," you know, he doesn't talk like that. But I mean, I don't think he's basing it off of merit, though. No. No, that's the problem. I think when the respect is based off of what you've done and the kind of person you are, then yes, you benefit from that. Okay. Because treat people will treat you better and treat you like you know, like you're a good person. Yeah. Um, but when the respect is based off of like a social norm or like you should rep- respect that person because of you know who he is, like maybe a government person, mm-hmm. without knowing at all what he's done, that doesn't make any sense to me. And I. Th- feel like it's going the other way trump is saying he respects you he respects us but in reality it's it's more of just like an acknowledgement that we exist mm. i don't know it doesn't so it doesn't do much for me respect implies something I- it's like a give and take is that right yeah y- you kind of described it that way yeah okay yeah I follow. so would you pick respect or power I'd pick respect. Yeah. I'd pick power. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> After okay. bashing on power so much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd um. probably pick respect because power, I've seen it corrupt me. I mean, I've, I've like been given power and been a jerk before. <laughs> so I'm, and I, I didn't like when I'm like get that, when the power gets taken away or when I'm like alone with my thoughts, I'm like, wow, that was really dumb of me. I'm probably just shouldn't have done that, you yeah. know? Um, so I'm not a huge fan of having power. And I mean, respect, you can get things from other people because they respect you, right? Yeah. Like, I, re- I respect you. I will open this door for you. But, like, if you're a powerful person, you're like, get that door for me. <laughs> you know, they're like, oh, you're so powerful. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, y- you have a heavy, heavy influence on other people. Um, I feel like respect is more, uh, forgive me for saying this, but it's respectable, right? It's more powerful yeah. than power. Uh, in some ways. So in the grand scheme of things, <laughs> <laughs> was Gandhi more powerful than Hitler? Because we respect Gandhi a lot more than. There's a lot of people that still Hitler. follow Gandhi's teachings. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of black and white there. I don't know. If Gandhi told somebody to, if some Gandhi's t- told somebody to kill somebody, would they do it? Probably not, because he would never tell them that. But, dang it, that's a good question. That is a good question. Let's save it for next time. Perfect. What do you say? I love it. <laughs> okay, Duncan, why don't you wrap this up? Okie dokie. Um, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, complaints, hopes, dreams, wishes, desires, aspirations, or inquiries, write to us at hardquestionpodcast at gmail.com or snail mail, mail us or uh, buy us a Christmas present. That works too. You can also get our attention by liking, subscribing, sharing, or um or sharing our new podcast um on our page at heart hq podcast on the instagrams uh anyway thanks so much and have a great week bye